You guys, we are just a couple months away from tour and I cannot tell you how freaking excited I am to see you all in person and get to worship together. Mac and I actually just created like what we're doing on stage and all that. And let me just tell you, we have the best things planned. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be so much fun. And you simply have to be there. I think that it really does make one of the most perfect Christmas gifts for your bestie. Actually, Mac and I talk in this episode of how we typically don't get each other Christmas gifts, but if I was to rewind my life, this is what I would have gotten her because this would be a moment to get in an atmosphere of worship, to encounter God together, to cast vision together as friends. Also, get it for your sister. Oh, I might just be doing that, actually. You know, my sister, she could she could use a little worship. It's going to be the best ever, you guys. The normal admission is $15. VIP is $50. And you get a whole bunch of stuff with VIP. So grab your ticket. The link is in the show notes and also on Instagram and all over the place because we want you there. We will see you on tour. Bye. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kins as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Kins your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to one of our final episodes of 2022. We are getting so close to the end of the year. It's almost Christmas. We're just hours away, days away from Christmas. (laughs) And we thought it would be really fun to take this episode and to do our 2022 year in review. So we are going to be reflecting on all the fun things that happened in 2022, some of our Mm -hmm. personal highlights, some of our favorite podcast episodes, some things that we learned this year, and then also some things that we're looking forward to in 2023. And I love stuff like this. This is so fun. Yes, I I'm know. so excited. I know. <laughs> it really is so fun looking back at the year. I feel like it's one of those years where I'm like, oh my gosh, that was this year? Yeah. Like it's been like long and awesome and fast all at the same time. It's fun yeah. to have things happen like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be good. And we were talking beforehand. Ken's was saying how this has been one of her harder years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if that's you too, it's fun regardless, even when you have harder years to still reflect and to look for moments that God was present and showed up in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And just to reflect on how through those tough seasons, things that you learned and ways that you grew. And so we encourage you guys to do the same. Like, do your own year in review. Reflect on what happened and yes. <laughs> and just look for evidence of God's faithfulness in the midst of it. And so I think we should jump in. Yes, let's do it. All right. So to kick things off, we are going to do our top three personal moments from the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and why don't we go back and forth, Ken's? Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. So do you want to start with your first top three okay, personal yes. moment? Yes. Okay. So these are personal. We'll get to like, you know, for the girl stuff or maybe things we learned and all that. These are just fun. Okay. So the first thing for me is I turned 30, which honestly felt like a big deal. I'll be honest. I'm not much of a birthday girl. Typically when it's my birthday, you won't hear about it. I'm probably not going to be having a party or anything. I just want to like go to dinner with Josh and call it a day. 
And that's kind of what happened. I didn't have a huge party or anything when I turned 30, but deep down in my spirit, something shifted. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm a cool adult now. And yeah, <laughs> I don't on. know. It's a good vibe. Max, a few months behind me and I'm excited for you because there's just this new authority you find in your 30s. And they say your 30s are really fun. So yeah, that was really fun for me. Actually, I went to Napa. California with my parents. My parents surprised me and it was so cute and the best ever. But more than even just turning 30, the whole vibe that's come along with it has been a highlight for me. So wow. I can't wait to see what you do with your 30s. Like what is going to happen in (laughs) Ken's Ray Durham's 30th the decade of your 30s. I, I love know. it. I'm pumped. It was funny. I had a meeting this morning with somebody from the Delight team, and she was roasting you for posting on the For the Girl story the other day and saying that we were both 29. <laughs> Wait, I think you did that. No. I, I don't did think- not say I was 29. I've been really, I didn't really know what she was referencing, but I was like, that's hilarious. Wait, <laughs> she I, said that you said, Mac and I are both 29. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't do that. But it's like too confusing to be like, and people ask how old, which I don't know that people do necessarily, but if they do, it's like, I'm 30. And then she's like, I'm 29. I so feel we- like, yeah, I feel like if you've been a long time podcast listener, you know about our debate with our ages, how yeah. Pens <laughs> wants to put us in the same category. And I always want to say that I'm younger. So Max literally like five, six months months younger than me. (laughs) I got held back in the second grade if you guys don't know already. So, uh, you know, I'm just a little bit behind slash ahead in life. Uh, I love it. Okay. Okay, My, one of my personal favorite moments from the year, I think this is so obvious, but 2022 was the year that I got married. And so obviously my wedding day, the honeymoon, everything that went along with marriage was probably just a lifetime personal moment. But it's fun too to kind of reflect, I'm going to extend this beyond just our wedding, but just our first six months, seven months of marriage has been Just such a cool memory, such a cool memory to kind of reflect on all the ways we've learned, all the ways we've grown. I feel like every month we have a new challenge we're facing. I still feel like I'm getting to know him so much, even in marriage, which is really cool. You just know somebody differently when you live with them and you're like combined with them, become one with them. And so I think that our wedding day was so special, just the best day ever. Actually, it was so sweet. Yesterday, Ken's, I found this document in my Google Drive that was this really cute thing that Tyler gave to me on Valentine's Day this last year. And this is hilarious. I'm so glad it's just girls here. But it was entitled 12 Months of Loving You. And he wrote three paragraphs about each one of our months of our first year together. And yesterday I found it during a meeting we were having while I was looking for a Google Doc for our meeting. And I started reading the first couple paragraphs. And I don't know if you noticed I was smirking so hard. And I was like, I have to stop reading this. That's amazing. He gave it to me last Valentine's Day and I lost it. I kind of forgot it existed. And so it was fun reading back. And then seeing where we came our first year of dating and now we're in our first year of marriage and just how our relationship and our love has evolved and changed and gotten deeper in some really cool ways that I'm really grateful for. Mm. And so 
that's been that's a, a good one. top personal moment for sure. Uh, cute. Yes. Same for me. Standing up you there too. with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really actually has been the best though. Both of us being married, you know, we do it ministry side by side either way or whatever our personal lives look like, but it's like so easy doing it together and in a similar season. And we love Tyler. It's so much fun. Yeah, Josh is very sad. He's not coming to the Christmas party. I know. Tyler is very sad. Wait, he is aw. sad. We have a Christmas party. Um, I'm flying into town for tomorrow, but Tyler can't woo-woo. come. So. Um, the single lady. The single lady. Okay, my second highlight from this year was that me and Josh camped across the country. It was really fun, you guys. It was a six week, maybe longer, maybe eight weeks. I'm kind of blanking now. It might have been eight weeks, but we literally took a bunch of time to drive cross country in our camper. And then we camped through California for like a month and then drove all the way back. And it was the best ever. It really was so fun. I remember camping along a river in Arizona and just like being, what is my life? We hiked like a, we do this thing called boondock. Nobody's going to know this, but basically you can park your camper anywhere you want, as long as it's government owned land. So you can park it anywhere. And there was one night where we parked our camper literally so remote in the middle of the mountains and stayed there for two nights, just the two of us and hiked. And it was insane. I remember looking at the mountains, there's like snow on the top of them. We did a 10 mile hike one day and it was just the best time ever. So fell in love with nature, got some quality time with Josh and saw the Lord in the midst of it all. It was the best ever. And then also we got camped out. You know, we came back and we're like, okay, now we we have Yeah, I was going to say, we're leaving that in 2022. Yeah, we're leaving that. (laughs) She's selling the camper. (laughs) It is gone. (laughs) If you want camper updates, follow Josh on Instagram, apparently. Yeah, seriously. But that was a highlight. Highlight of the show. So many Zoom calls between you and I from your camper yeah, so I podcasted from the camper. We already know. Oh my gosh. That's right. So funny. I love it. So good. All right. My second top three personal moment from 2022 was our family vacation. It was the sweetest trip. It was this summer. Tyler and I were married. It's our first time on the family vacation married. And I don't know. I just like the older I get, the more that I literally consider my family like my best friends, my siblings and as our family grows, as I have nieces and my parents, it's just so, so fun to be together. I think we talked about last week's episode, how there's just, you can so be yourself with your family and know that you're going to be loved no matter what, and you're going to be cherished and valued no matter what. And so I think it's rare that we get a whole week together. And so getting a whole week with my people in one of my favorite places, we go to this little town in the mountains of North Carolina called Blowing Rock. We play pickleball. We walk and get coffee. We sit around the fire. We have a concert one night. There someone came and played for my mom's birthday and just like so many sweet things. And it's just memories that I'll cherish forever and ever and look forward to every year. And this year it was just really sweet and really mm-hmm. good. So Sweet oh. family vacation. Love the Wilson fam. The <laughs> okay, like so done. we thought we'd add a little spin. Work is a huge part of our lives, getting to do For the Girl and Delight. And so a highlight for me in this year was that Delight turned 10 
It was like wow. 10 year birthday, which just feels like a giant accomplishment, right? Mac, we have yes. done this thing for 10 years. We had this big birthday party at our leadership conference and that felt so fun and so reflective. And yeah, it feels big to have not only started something, but then sustained something together side by side and seen the Lord show up all over it. I mean, thousands upon thousands of girls meeting their best friend in college because of delay and people coming to know Jesus for the first time, people getting baptized, getting excited to read their Bible again. I mean, for 10 years, it's just pretty insane. So I'm so grateful for it. And it feels like a huge accomplishment. So yeah, we did this podcast episode the other day on another podcast and the guy asked us what's something we're the most proud of from 10 years. And I think just the fact that we're still together, like we're still doing this thing together. We're still chasing after this same dream of seeing college women come alive in the name of Jesus together, united, better friends than we were even when we started. To me, yeah. it just feels like such a miracle because there's so many seasons we went through where friendship was hard. Leadership was hard. We almost hit the eject button on like leaving it all behind. And I'm really, really grateful that we got to give a decade of our lives to seeing this dream of college campuses having this Christ in our community on them where women can enter into this real and authentic relationship with Jesus come to life has been probably one of the coolest things that we'll get to do in our lifetime. And I'm so glad that our 20s were dedicated to that dream and it was just really cool and celebrating yeah. 10 years is huge. So yeah. So good. Okay. My final top three moment was getting to release our In My Feels Bible study and for when I'm in my feels, the Devo. And the reason being was that was the first time, you know, we had worked with a publisher. We self-published all of our own Bible studies, but the first time we partnered with Lifeway to release this Bible study. And it was really fun and a really cool full circle moment. I think if you listen to those episodes, you know that when we started Delight 10 years ago, we were looking for a college women's Bible study at a Lifeway bookstore and they didn't have one. And so 10 years later, we got to, to write their first ever Bible study for that age group, for women in that age group. And that was just so cool that 10 years later, God used us to create the very thing that we needed 10 years before. And mm-hmm. it was just so fun. I just remember in that season, I feel like our friends and family were so sweet and so kind and so encouraging. And you guys mm-hmm. in the For The Girl community, just being so excited about a Bible study that dives into your feelings and just the concept that God had kind of put on our heart. That was so fun and so cool. We got to do the little release party that a lot of our feeling friends came to in Nashville. And it was just a really cool celebration and full circle. Lots of full circle moments this year um, in ministry. And I think that's so cool because they talk about a 10-year overnight success. And I so feel like that is our story. It took Mm -hmm. 10 years, so many years of like behind the scenes, little decisions, little sets of obedience. And to see it come to fruition 10 years later, all of these cool things that God has done in and through our ministry has been really, really cool. And I'm so grateful that it took 10 years because I feel like I have so much more gratitude and so much more dependence and knowledge that that was all God and none of us than I would have if it would have all happened five years ago. So it's no, pretty cool. For real. I really think that every one of those 10 years has been so much fun in its own way 
too. It's just so crazy. The 10th year doesn't feel that much more exciting than the second year. I know. Like yeah. The whole way through, we were just like, woo, this is amazing. God's showing up. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to do. And so for anybody who's just in the midst of it and is like, oh my gosh, 10 years, I have to stay committed to this. Stay committed yeah. to it because every year is just as amazing. So yeah. um, it's exciting. Next, we wanted to share I felt like I had to like make a big transition. So next, <laughs> um, <laughs> next on this podcast, <laughs> we are talking though about our top five episodes from the year, which is yep. so fun. Thanks for looking back, Mac, and pulling these. I did not. You're, I'm, you're so welcome. Yeah. So these are y'all's top five podcast episodes. Maybe not ours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we probably would have a different list, but we wanted to kind of look at what were our most listened to podcast episodes from the year. So if you you're a new podcast listener, these might be the five you need to check out. Go back in the archives and look at. But let's start from the bottom and work our way to number one. Okay. How do you feel about that? That's okay. Coming in at number five, we have For the Girl Craving More Consistency in Her Walk with Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that our audience is it's hungry. craving consistency in their walks with Jesus. Come on, y'all. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Seriously, that gets me so excited that you guys see a title like that and you're like, oh my gosh, I need that. I want more of him. And so, gosh, we'll put out some more episodes like that in the new year. I'm pumped for it. Number yeah. four is for the girl who has been doubting God. And this has been heavy on my heart. I remember yeah. actually feeling heavy when we were recording. I was like, holy cow, do I need to answer everybody's questions? And mm -hmm. I, I think I was taking the lead on this one. That's why I said I, but we were in it together. But I was like, oh, this feels so heavy and hard. But really, I think the purpose of this episode was to just open up a space to to have questions and be okay with that and be okay with the wrestling and to invite other people into that with you. And I think through the process, you find so much truth. And I'm excited to hopefully talk more about this in the new year. Mac and I both yeah. have had this on our hearts and we want yes. to address it more. We just have to figure out the right way to go about it. So yeah. 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 That's super cool. Super cool. And to know that if you are ever having doubts, you're not alone. And that's not something you have to be ashamed of because so many other girls in the moments when nobody was looking clicked on that episode too. And I think even just the, your choice to listen to that episode just talks about how you want to move past your doubts and you want to find that faith again, which is so cool. So mm. coming in at number three, this is a fun one because this is kind of a wild card episode for us, but I'm not surprised. You guys love the content about dating and relationships. So number three was what we've learned from our past relationships. And I think if I remember correctly, Ken's and I both share just three big takeaways from different past relationships in our lives. And that was a fun conversation. I remember us getting pretty real in that one. <laughs> and so that was a cool episode. And I will say we have a lot, lot more coming next year content around dating and how to honor yes. God in the midst of dating and relationships that we are super excited about. So for all you girls that always tell us your favorite stuff that we put out is dating and relationship oriented stuff, you're welcome yeah. here. We love you here. <laughs> you are welcome here. Okay, speaking of dating, coming in at number two is for the girl who's never dated before. And I love that. This yeah, is that's sweet. 
I know. The Again, best ever. not alone. Wow. I know. I think there's like an assumption that if you haven't had your first kiss or you haven't dated before or whatever, that you're totally alone and that's super weird and awkward. But honestly, it's not. You know, more than 17,000 people clicked on this episode who are your age, your season of yeah. life, and in the same places you are. And so I'm so glad we can have conversation around that. It's just so cool. So good. So good. And then number one, we have for the girl who needs freedom from half-heartedness. And this is surprising to me. This was our top listen to episode. But again, this is one that I love. I love that you guys are like, I'm not settling for half in with God. I want to go all in with God. I want to be wholeheartedly in love with him, in relationship with him. And that has forever and always been one of Ken's and I's favorite things to talk about. Not just giving God 99% of your heart, but giving God 100% of your heart. And that's Mm -hmm. a really important and powerful episode. So if that's you, go listen to that one if you haven't listened yet. But that was fun to reflect. Top five podcast episodes from the year. Ken, off the top of your head, this is a curveball. Do you have a favorite podcast episode from the year? Oh, I mean, my favorite to record was probably the Doubting God because I felt like there was a true like urgency behind that. I also had like a ton of fun doing the one with Josh. I know you probably had fun doing it with Tyler, just changing it up a little bit. If you haven't listened to those episodes, they're hilarious. We brought on Tyler and Josh separately for two different episodes. Yeah. That was a highlight. I don't know. What about you? I'm looking back on them. I loved the Freedom Series. Those were really fun episodes. The Freedom I remember series we had some so wonky good. things happening tech-wise, so I feel like they got behind <laughs> in listens, but yes. they're on there now for you to listen. I remember really liking the For the Girl Who's Waiting on God episode. I feel like that was such yeah. a fun one and powerful one to talk about. That was from the John series, but I yeah. think waiting is such a relevant topic for so many people. Like they're waiting on a relationship, they're waiting on an opportunity, they're waiting on any sorts of things in life. And so that's always mm-hmm. a really relevant one. I liked that one. There's a lot of good episodes this year, and I'm really excited to do a new year of podcasting. So, oh, baby, it's going to be that's good. Amazing. We've already planned a ton, you guys. We're ready for it. All right, For The Girl fam, I know that some of you ladies out there are looking to find a man in 2023, and I cannot blame you at all, and we wanted to make sure that you guys knew about an incredible dating app called Upward. Upward is an amazing place to meet other believers who are also looking to maybe meet a lady at the new year. (laughs) Yes. Why is there this narrative that there's no Christian men out there in the world when we got access to a Christian app, you guys? This is a great way to find that man. We have a link in our show notes to download the app, create your profile, and just try the thing out. Oh my gosh. I don't know, but we've been kind of known to be some matchmakers every year. Yes. Yes. And I got to say, the other night I was at a little friend's gathering and this girl was showing me her upward profile. And then I was swiping through guys for her just to see what was out there on upward for you guys. Because I needed to know. I needed to know what was out there. (laughs) And it was so sweet. There were so many awesome 
awesome guys and they were pouring their hearts out on their dating profiles. They were really saying, I'm looking to find a woman of God. And I was like, come on, I love this. And so I don't know if maybe you felt nervous about doing something like this, but I do think it's a really cool way just to connect and meet other awesome people in your area who love God and who are also excited about looking for a relationship that is Christ-centered. And so check out that link in the show notes. Download the app if you're trying to meet your man in 2023. Yay! We want to talk about three things that we have learned in 2022. I'm glad we got some time to think about this because questions like this are so, so hard. But yeah, if yeah. We, if you had an overarching thing, Mac, that you learned from Yeah, and I think we'll kind of go back and forth on these and share just things because I know we can probably relate on these, but totally. Okay, so this was something that kind of happened to me last night, but I feel like all year has been leading up <laughs> to learning this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in Delight, Delight is the college of women's ministry that we run. We always talk about the power of vulnerability and how when you're willing to be the first to be vulnerable and to really open up, God can do some really incredible, powerful things and how his glory really can be displayed in the most amazing ways through our weakest moments. And so I think I've shared a lot on this podcast about just like the hard journey of not only trying to find friends in Charlotte where we're living now, but also trying to find real friendships, real relationships. And I've also talked a lot about how hard it's been for Tyler and I to find a church, just a place where we really feel safe and we really feel like we belong and really feel known. And so for the past six months, we've kind of like, we've picked a church, we've done the thing, we've settled in, we've joined the community group. We're doing all of the things that in podcast episodes before we've told you guys to do. And (laughs) I gotta be honest, it hasn't created maybe some of the results I would have wanted, you know? Like, I Mm -hmm. still don't feel at home at this church. I still don't feel like I've made those type of relationships that I've had in the past that I really long for and relationships that are really centered on Jesus and relationships where I'm really known to my inner core and to my inner being. And so last night, we kind of had our final small group of the year, community group, And we were having like our normal conversation going around and everybody was sharing things that they had learned from the year. I don't know, just like we were talking about scripture kind of going in. And I remember sitting there and I was like, I feel like I should say something just because that's what you say in Bible studies. You share about something God's teaching you. And I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. I was sitting there. And, you know, there's so much behind the scenes going on in my life. And I just was sitting there and I was like, I don't feel known by this group at all. And to be honest, I don't know, like, no, no, anybody in this group either. And I was just kind of sitting there, honestly, frustrated with God. Like, God, I've done all the things, you know, I've done all the things you're supposed to do. And I'm still feeling so, just no results. Like, God, I feel like there's been no movement here. I feel stuck. And I'm sitting there and then they start talking about how some of the people in the groups are talking about how this group has been so awesome and they feel like they've really found their community. And again, I'm just sitting there bitter like, well, I don't feel like I found my community. (laughs) I feel like I got some great surface level friendships here, but not a ton of depth. And so then at the end of the night, classic ask for prayer moment and people were doing kind of like your, I feel like if you're in your community group, you know how this goes to is people are sharing like my aunt she's going to the hospital, you know, the normal Mm -hmm. things that happen oftentimes in prayer request time. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments. I have several moments from my life where like, 
either saying something without thinking about it or feet are moving without thinking about it. And these are just like these Holy Spirit interruptions where like the Holy Spirit intercedes and I'm doing something that's really out of my comfort zone, but then there's just this immediate move of God after it. So it's prayer time. And all of a sudden I find myself speaking up and saying, I have a prayer request and I don't even know what I'm about to say. And I Mm. literally, and I will tell you, Ken says this about me. I do not cry in public settings. I never cry. Like everybody around me can be crying and I've got no emotion. And all of a sudden I'm literally crying and I'm like, guys, I got to be honest. I just feel this void when it comes to community in my life. And it's been really hard and I've been really frustrated with God. And I'm saying this through sob. Like I can be, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. I'm not saying it well. I'm like, I love you guys so much, but it's just been hard to have these amazing friendships other places. And I think I just have been really feeling the void of my life in it. And It was one of those moments where immediately, like, it's total vulnerability. Like, I've never meant to be vulnerable in front of these people. And I have this moment where I want to take it back, literally want to throw up because I just showed my cards to these people. I showed Mm. them how deeply I'm in need of something. And I was mortified and embarrassed immediately. But then it was so cool because the next three people who shared, shared the deepest things that have ever been talked about in our group, you know, Mm -hmm. and like there were other tears and there were other moments where we had never cracked through the surface. We stayed after and we talked with this one other couple and she's kind of just saying these things of like, I feel the exact same way and I have a hard time initiating and I wanted to be your friend. And it created just these really cool conversations. And then Mm -hmm. Tyler and I got in the car afterwards and he was like, because he and I had never really talked about this because this, I'm telling you, this wasn't something I'd been struggling with behind the scenes, yeah. like an everyday moment. It just gushed over me in that moment. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. It just reminds me how powerful vulnerability is. He's like, I think it's so cool that you have such a craving for real community and real intimacy that in that moment, the Holy Spirit wasn't going to let you be settled with anything less than that. And so you were the first one to do it. And he said, whether you meant to or not, because I don't think you meant to do it. He's like, it just happened. But then now we have like room for this group to be able to go deeper than we've ever gone before. I think I needed that reminder. I preach that all the time, that vulnerability leads to breakthrough. But I had that Holy Spirit interruption moment where real, raw, messy, embarrassing vulnerability really does lead to breakthrough personally Mm -hmm. for you and for the people around you. And that is so, so powerful. And so I just challenge you. If you're kind of struggling with relationships and you're doing all the right things, you're going to the church, you're joining the small group, you're texting people Mm -hmm. for coffee dates, and you still don't feel like it's happening for you, would you let the Holy Spirit lead you into a moment of tonal vulnerability? Because I think Mm -hmm. that can move mountains. I got three intentional texts from girls in that group who want to hang out with me now and want to have a real relationship (laughs) with me now. So that was a long story, but yeah. No, so sweet. No, especially in friendship. I mean, you're spot on because it's crazy how long you can go, especially in the new phase of building friendships where we just don't get there yet. And we're like, oh yeah, smiles on our faces. We're really good friends. Everything's going so well, but you don't feel seen or known and that breakthrough hasn't happened yet. And that's on us to like be the first to be actually authentic. That's harder for some people than others. And I know that's hard for you sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Proud of you. It's really true. It's awkward and embarrassing and creates like, yeah, it's hard. And I think that's why like 
totally made the room feel different is because I would think I was the last person anybody expected that night. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's cool. Yeah. That is so awesome. No, it's so good. Now you have to carry that into 2023. Uh-oh. Yep. Lots more vulnerable moments in the midst of people. It's awesome. Yeah. That's totally. really good. And I feel like I've definitely learned the same. I mean, I laugh. There was like a year of my life. I've joked about this recently where every time it was prayer request time and anytime anybody asked me for my prayer request, no matter what it was, I just started crying. I was just in this really raw season of life. That was during that really terrible breakup I went through years ago now, but it was so hard for me and seeping into every area of my life. And I remember so many tears and so much hardship through that. Yeah. And this year, honestly, kind of feels like, I mean, that was probably four years ago. And this year in a way has felt like really similar. I feel like anytime anybody's like, how are you doing? I'm like, not good. Crying to my doctor and like to whoever. But it's good. It creates so much more authenticity. And that kind of goes into really the second thing I feel like I learned this year, which was on learning to be more dependent on Mm. people and on my spouse and friends and family and whoever. I think I just typically function just like so independently, you know, I'm high energy, was single for so many years of my life and did everything Mm. on my own. You know, we kind of built our little ministry together, but also just like on our own. And we're sometimes leadership in that way can feel really lonely. So you just carry the weight and do the thing. And I'm independent just by nature and then have learned to be really independent through what we've built and done over the years. And this year, more than ever, I've learned how to be dependent on people. You guys have heard me talk in a couple other podcasts, but it's just been a hard year health-wise for me and has created a lot of anxiety and frustration and just a number of other things. And there's been moments, especially at the beginning of the year, where I felt like I had, like Josh, he was like actually like my safe person, where if I didn't feel okay or was having a really hard day, He was a literal teddy bear comfort zone, comfort weighted blanket. And I would like lean to him. And then that created so much more intimacy in our marriage. And then that kind of just seeped over to not just like my spouse, but then people around me. It's created so much more authenticity and vulnerability and intimacy in some of my closest friends and couple friends and people we've hung out with here, even in my, with my family. I think my family often functions like we're all happy, go lucky and good and vacay mode and all of that, but it's created so much more realness in literally every area of my life. Yeah. And so big things I'm learning, especially as a person that tends to just be independent and then happy about everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. It's so good. And I think I remember on our staff retreat this year, we talked about what it looks like to become desperately dependent on God. Because I think if we got really honest with ourselves, we're all striving to be more independent. We're striving to not need people and we're striving to not need God because we think that's actually the healthiest thing for us. But there's actually something so healthy and nourishing to our heart and soul when we become desperately dependent on God's spirit to move in us and desperately Mm -hmm. dependent on God's spirit to move through the people around us to provide Mm -hmm. for us. And I think that that's a really cool thing that 
no one's going to make their new year's resolution. Like I want to become more desperately dependent, but I think that's actually what God calls us to. He says, don't do it without me. Let me carry this load with you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let me do this with you. And I think that starts with God and then that extends to the people that he's placed in our life. He can use those people in our life to be sources of comfort and those weighted blankets in those seasons. And I was laughing because you told me that you don't like if Josh even uses a blanket last week. (laughs) But he can be your comfort blanket. I was thinking about, you know, somebody who, who calms your anxiety or who comforts you. And I just pictured a weighted blanket. I actually pictured this girl on Instagram who was putting a weighted ball, like exercise ball on her chest when she was anxious. And I didn't want to say a weighted ball because that's just weird. <laughs> and, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with anxiety, but I just pictured Josh as that figure for me. That's yeah, that's good. That's so good. <laughs> Today's podcast sponsor is mylifeinabook.com, and this one is a really special one for me. This holiday season, I've been trying to figure out what to get my parents, and I don't know about you guys, but we don't often get to offer a truly unique, meaningful, and life-changing gift to our loved ones. Most of us get our parents or our grandparents something like a scarf or an air fryer, and while those are great, they don't truly build a legacy for our loved ones. But with my life in book.com, you give any close family member of your choice the opportunity to write their own life story for future generations. You get to learn everything about them, their childhood challenges, the craziest things that they ever did as a young adult, and so much more. MyLifeInABook.com makes the whole process super easy. Your loved ones will get a question of your choice every week sent to their email, which you can select from a suggested list or just write your own questions. And all they have to do is answer it and provide a meaningful picture. At the end of one year, they're all gathered in a beautiful keepsake book and you can order as many additional copies as you want to give to all of your family members. I've tried it with my dad and he totally loves it and his questions and his answers are all so cute. I'm so excited to get my book at the end of next year. And think about it. What better way to show your loved ones how much their life means to you and what better way to preserve their memories and life lessons for the future? To save $10 off your first purchase this holiday season, you can use our discount code FTGFAM, FTGFAM, to get $10 off on mylifeinabook.com. One more thing that I wanted to share that I think you and I both experience, Ken's, that I think is just so cool that I am always excited to share with people. But one thing that I've just seen it so clear in the last year is Just that ministry in the trenches, the unglamorous, doing the hard stuff is so much more fulfilling than ministry on a platform. And I have just seen this to be so true in my life in so, so, so many ways. Kenzie, we already talked about how every single year has been fun and awesome and amazing. And maybe from the outside looking in, this has been our coolest, flashiest year with the most opportunities and the most growth. But it's so crazy to me how like my heart 
isn't satisfied with those moments. My heart craves moments across the table from people. My heart craves seeing somebody come to know Jesus for the first time who I've been praying for for six months. My heart craves the wild and crazy moments. And those moments are the moments that fuel me to stay in the calling that God has placed over my life. And I think the the bigger moments, they matter and they're important and we got to steward those well too. But I don't know. I just think there's so many young people out there who are craving a platform and who are craving a certain role. And they think ministry looks like speaking on a stage in front of people, or they think ministry looks like thousands of podcast listeners, or they think ministry looks like a book deal. And that, that's just not it. Ministry is relational. It is sitting down with people. It is knowing their hearts. It is messy vulnerability. It is obedience when nobody is watching. And when you do that, sometimes these cool platform moments come and they're awesome and they're great. But let me tell you, they will never fulfill your heart like watching someone you love come to know Jesus and watching someone you know surrender their life to Jesus. And so... I don't know. I'm just learning that Tyler and I are making some choices to do some really in the trenches ministry work right now. And it has been the most fun ministry I've done in a long time. And I think because it's real and it's raw and it's messy and it's hard and it's taking a lot of sacrifice in our life, but it's really cool and it's really beautiful. And so, yeah, that's just something that like, I think when I was younger, I craved more of the platform moments. And now I just am like, gosh, If those come, great, I'll steward them well, but my heart craves the trenches. And I'm really trying to do, make more decisions that put me in the trenches of ministry. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Ken. So good. No, I think we could both say that. We love what we get to do and to to do all the things on the mic, on the socials, but I feel like both of us look forward to putting it all away and just like Everything that we do after quote unquote work is probably our favorite parts. And if that ever changes, we will be calling each other out because (laughs) that (laughs) is what ministry should start at home and with your people and in your community and then can go to the platform and if the Lord wills. And so I love keeping it that way. It's so fulfilling keeping it that way. We'll forever keep it that way. It's the best. It's the best. Okay, we wanted to end this year in review with three things that we are looking forward to in 2023. Some sneak peeks we have for you guys of what's to come. So Ken, first off, that thing <laughs> happening in February. I cannot wait. Oh to her. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait. Honestly, okay, let's be really honest. Sometimes, you guys, when tour season comes around, we're like, we were just saying, we love our life at home. And we're like, wait, oh my gosh, we have to like be gone. We have to do flights and travel and long trips. It kind of feels like a lot and a lot of pressure. But I can say for the both of us that I think we're genuinely excited for this year's tour. We narrowed it down to six awesome cities that are going to be rooms full of women worshiping the Lord. And I like more than ever am craving an atmosphere of worship. Mm. Like I really, really want that. And so I'm excited to worship. And then what's happening on stage is going to be more fun than ever. Can't wait to dance and then really nail the dance. I can't wait to, you know, there's lots of secrets, but there's going to be amazing things happening on stage. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. And I will say like, Ken's and I try to be really intentional in the month of February. We don't do a lot of other things. We just try to be as present as possible, you know, when we're doing this, because 
I love, love, love all the fun conversations, getting to meet you guys, getting to hear your stories of what God's doing in your life. And then we laugh so hard when Mm -hmm. the night ends and we get in our ratchet van and we drive all hours of the night and get weird snacks at gas stations. Like those are some of my favorite memories of life. And I'm so excited, guys. So there's going to be lots of funny, funny content on the Instagram and TikTok and things. So get ready. Yeah. Fun season of life. Okay. Oh, no. Two herbs. Got to keep it aesthetic. We go way too far sometimes. Do we though? Do we though? Yeah, <laughs> we do. Or I do. Who knows yeah, what yeah, goes on it. Okay, the next thing I'm super excited for is releasing some new Bible studies in 2023. I love that so many of you guys stick around for the girl because of the Bible studies. Like you love, love, love getting in God's word and you love using our studies to be able to do that. And uh, we have some really exciting study releases next year that I'm really, really pumped about. And so if you are hungry for more resources to just help you dive deeper into the word of God, to help you encounter him in your everyday, then Get ready because 2023 is going to be full of some awesome, awesome new Bible studies that I can't wait for. Oh my gosh, same. I literally can't wait. I can't wait to write. I can't wait to release it. It's going to be the best. Can't wait to see groups get together and do it. It's going to be amazing. Um, Okay. Thirdly, this is actually a new thing for us and a really big deal. If you're sticking around still for this episode, thank you. I'm glad you're here and like listening to us just chat it up. Because you're here, you're going to get to hear a big thing that's happening in the new year. We are releasing our first ever cohort situation, meaning there's going to be an opportunity for you to really enter the behind the scenes of the For the Girl world and kind of get like coached and discipled by Mac and I. I am so scared to share too much here, Mac, and I'm looking at you like, why do you leave this point to me? Because I tend to spill all the beans, so (laughs) I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Yeah, there's lots more details to come, but we'll just say if God has been stirring some cool dreams in your heart and you have just a desire to do things that really honor God and to do things in your life that feel crazy and feel impossible then this is going to be for you and get excited. Yes. It's going to be an incredible, incredible group an incredible opportunity and something that I think Ken's and I have been, yeah. we haven't been this excited about something in a long time. This no, is something like our it. hearts are like on fire for, and yeah. we cannot wait to get into those dreams with you guys. So more to come, more to come, but <laughs> more to come, but it's going to be different than ever before. I think we're really, really excited to jump into this and minister even closer to you guys and to pour into you. We've learned a lot over the last 10 years of doing ministry together, and we just want to pour it all back out upon you. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. the best. Wow, what a great year in review. We talked about personal moments. We talked about favorite podcast episodes. We talked about things that we learned in 2022, three things that we're looking forward to in 2023. And this was an awesome, amazing year. Thank you guys for being a part of the For The Girl fam, for supporting all the things that we're doing and for just trusting us, wanting to hang out with us, wanting to hear what crazy things we're going to say this week and letting us encourage you in your walks with the Lord. It means so much to us. And we have one more podcast episode before the year ends. And so you got to come back next week because we are talking to the girl who is looking to refresh her life. And I think this is going to be a lot of you. So we can't wait to see you next week.
Good new year refresh. Wait, Mac, before we before we uh, wrap up this episode, uh, I thought that everybody listening, if you have listened to For the Girl all year long and you have not left a review, uh, <laughs> it is time, you it's guys. It's time. Like, you need to do us a huge, gigantic favor and leave a review. It is not for us uh, other than the fact that we love skimming through the reviews and reading all the things you say, but – more people will know about the For the Girl podcast if you leave a review because it gets put more up there on the charts or whatever. So take a second. Do us a personal favor. This is before the end of the year. Leave us a review. We love you so much, and we will see you on tour. We will see you next week for our last episode. All right. We love Woo. you.